My name is Brent, and I will be preaching this morning. I am one of the elders here, work with our youth and missions. Um, and so uh, we have the kids with us today. And so two things. I thought, of what, a, what a better topic than end times, right? Kids love end times. So that's what we're going with. We're going with end times because uh, that's awesome. And, uh, and then also we may even get out a little bit early if we do, I doubt there's any parents that will be too upset. If you are, then that's okay. All right, so uh, I'm going to talk some about end times. Um, let me ask this first. Um, do you believe that Jesus could come back at any moment? All right, all right. I, 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 did, I was asked this question. Uh, this was done to me in college, and I was the same way. Uh, where do you get that belief that Jesus could come back at any moment? The Bible. Okay, so you believe that? Okay, that's good. And so I, I, I was the same way. I sat in college. You believe Jesus could come at any moment? And I said, yes. And the speaker said, no, you don't. And just like, he was like well, that's a, one of those trick questions. That's why we don't respond. You know, Richard's trying to get us to respond. I just set us back. You know, I asked a question. You say yes. I say, no, you don't. I, you know, stop talking back. It's just a trick question. All right, but here, here's, here's what they push back on that, and, and this is kind of troubling to me. All right? Do you believe Jesus come back any time? Yes, amen. And he said, no, you don't. I said, because if you do, you would live your life differently. It's like, why don't you just leave me alone, all right? Uh, but that, and that's the tension that we're going to talk about today, all right, is if Jesus could, because oh, then we play it out this way. I, I was at another time when I was getting real serious about my faith. Uh, my senior in high school, a guy asked me, if you had one week to live, what would you do, you know, what would you do differently? And so, you know, raise my hand, and, you know, like, I'd tell everybody about Jesus, you know, and, you know, blah, 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 you know, all the, I said, well, why don't you do that now? It's like, why don't you leave me alone? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, and so there's that tension of, we believe that Jesus could come back at any moment, yet at the same time, we don't live that way, all right? Because um, I want you to think through, uh, and, and we'll talk, there is a bit of practical all right, and here's the struggle, though, as we, you know, because we'll push back on some of the practical things, but our problem is most of us are way too practical and not enough spirit-led, faith-led, eternity-focused. We're real practical. We're doing, we're living life like pretty much everybody else uh, because we've got to be practical. Okay, so, so I'll just give you, okay, if you had one week to live, all right, if you knew that you were going to step out of this, you know, you were going to step out of this earth, your life was going to be over in one week, would it affect, would it, would it, would you do some things differently than probably you did last week? I mean, probably. I mean, many of you, I mean, for me, and this is where the practical kind of comes in, many of you would probably, maybe not, but many of you would probably quit your, your job. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe not. Maybe you love it so much and you would keep going. That's good. But many of you would be like, I'm done here. Uh, you'd drop out of school all the summertime. You know, so, so that would probably be one thing you would, you would definitely change. Um, so be, but then other, just think about, like, practically, if you knew that you were going to stand before God in a week, I, I'm just thinking, this is for me, I'm not preaching at you, uh, but I know for me, I would probably watch a little bit less TV, you know, I just probably would, just, I would, I don't know what your time waster is, and we need some of that, you need to relax, I mean, and all that, but like I say, if we really thought, like, this world could end at any moment, like, I'm going to stand before God in a week, then we would probably waste some less time, maybe just a little less screen time, uh, you know, that kind of, we'd probably, I don't know where you, how your Bible reading was this week, but if you knew next Sunday you're going to stand before God, this would probably be one of those weeks where you 
you did pretty good with your Bible reading, you know what I'm saying? Like, like God, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to pray. I mean, I may not read the whole Bible in a, in a, in a, in a week, because that's saying a lot, hallelujah, but, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get my, I'm going to try to spend my time with God. Uh, you know, it would, it would change that, that uh, have conversations with people that we know we need to. Uh, we, this is another thing, I think this, and this is what this passage is talking about that we're going to look at, is we would deal with sin in our lives. We wouldn't just kind of play around with it, you know, and just kind of like, oh, I mean, I'm still doing better than a lot of people. You would really, like, I'm going to stand before a holy God. I know that I'm forgiven because of only what Jesus did on the cross. I'm not going to earn my salvation, but at the same time, I want to, like, if I really love Jesus, then I don't want to keep rebelling and breaking his heart. Like, I want to try to honor him with my life um so it, it would i think that we, it would affect the way we see sin the way we just kind of play around with it with the way we think we'll just kind of deal with this later um i think it would definitely if we you know as i think about this in my own life it would it would affect uh the way we even let people uh like our our view of wanting to please god as opposed to our, our want our approval of, of people um, and that's one thing that holds us back on having spiritual conversations is it may get awkward. It may, it, I don't know, I, I don't want to offend them or I don't want to just make our friendship awkward or whatever. But it's like if you knew you had one week to live, like this is important. I need to talk to you about this. And no matter how awkward it is, I'm going to die in a week. And so what matters is that I tell you the stuff that's important, you know. But so we have that constant tension of like, yes, we believe that at any moment our lives could be over or Jesus could come back. But the reality is we get lulled to sleep by thinking we have a lot of time and then i think it would definitely affect the way we see our our material possessions our money our finances our stuff that because because ultimately as we're gonna look at this passage it is gonna fade away so why does god bless you hashtag bless you with all this stuff is it really to make sure you're okay and you've got everything taken care of and maybe even to leave it to the next generations um, but does God also has hashtag blessed you so that you use what he's given you for the kingdom? Um, so just to wrestle with these things. So as we talk about end times, all right, end times, Jesus's second coming. Uh, yeah, that, so I just think hopefully there's some of that tension where yes, 100% you believe it. I will say like, like biblically, he's coming back. Like 100%, it's happening. So, so, so it is right to believe that. And it could be at any, any moment biblically but i think if we're honest we really struggle with how much we really really um you know believe that live by that um when the bible talks about end times it always is there not for us to uh create like big charts and have prophecy seminars and make movies and books and all of that stuff like the bible when the bible talks about end times it's not really about that it's this is going to end, so how should you live your life, okay? So that's what I want to really challenge us on. So if, you're, if you came today, you didn't know what the topic was about, but if you heard the topic, we're talking about end times, and you're now excited because you're going, Brent, give me the date, okay? Give me the date, all right? So if that's what you're looking for, you're going to be greatly disappointed. Because if I give you a date, I'm wrong. Uh, because several times in the Bible, it talks about no one knows, all right? Uh, and so we're going to hold on to that. So don't spend tons of times with trying to figure out stuff i mean because it can get weird i don't know if you've ever you personally have ever gotten into it or you know some friends or, or you, what it can get weird i'll just say that all right like they're like it's gonna end but ultimately 
like, don't get too worried on a, on a date. It's going to end, and so the Bible's always talking about because it's going to end, how should you live your life, all right? And we'll talk about um, some of those kind of things. All right, there's mixed, kind of some mixed emotions as we talk about um, end times, Jesus coming back. So, so, uh, because, man, there's some scary stuff. There's some scary movies out there. Um, so let me just say this. Uh, one, one reaction definitely can be, like, I am, it's scary, all right? So if you don't know where you stand with Jesus, uh, not to be a scary hell, hellfire and brimstone preacher, but this is one of those passages that like, gets in here. We're not just like, like, Jesus is coming back, and when he comes back, he's not going to come as, like, a suffering servant. He's going to come as king, as you know, judge, and so you need to make sure you know where you stand with God, all right? The good news is he made a way for us to be made right, all right? We're not going to be judged on how well we live our lives or did we, get clean, did we clean up our lives, did we deal with our sin. We're going to be judged on have we ever come to the point we realize that we need a Savior. Um, so if it's kind of scary, then, uh, then, then some of what we can alleviate is like you knowing where you stand with God. There's still some scary stuff. I mean, as far as... Uh, you know, we're not even going to go into it. But depending on, you know, how it all plays out, um, God, you know, God's ultimate goal is not just to keep us from harm, okay? Um, just read the New Testament. Read the whole Bible. God's okay with difficult things coming in your life. Um, all right, but there's another, t- when Jesus is coming, is anybody, I won't make you share or anything like that, but is, is anybody, when you think Jesus is coming back, anybody kind of excited about that? Anyone? Ooh, kind of, Okay. All right. Um, some and, and because when Jesus comes back, um, all things will be made right, and all things will be you know because th- we I think it's real obvious like we live in a fallen and a broken world, and there is there are times we we struggle like we as Christians we struggle with loving this world too much like uh, that's my next thing I want to talk about because that's some some sometimes we're not really that excited about Jesus coming back we're like we're excited for him to come back but just not now. Because I've got some stuff I still want to do. Like, and it's like, that's fine. I get it, especially, especially the younger you are, okay? Like, um, I work with our teenagers here. So not a whole lot of those teenagers are listening to Southern Gospel, uh, Gaithers. Um, they are not rather ready to gather at the river. And, you know, they're like, no, why? But as you get older, you're like, yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm ready to gather at the rear. This life has nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's great. I've got friends. I've got family. I've got grandkids. And there's some good stuff in this world. But I've had years of just being reminded that this world isn't going to satisfy me. There's something better. Can I get an amen? My southern gospel people? Okay. All right. But young people, because I was one young. I'm 46. I would say I'm in the middle, but to them, I'm old, all right? Like, it's like, to 46, like, they see me like, you've got nothing to live for, right? You've got, like, your life is over. Like, you drive a minivan. I mean, you've got nothing. You know, of course you're fine to die and go to eternity because you're like, you're lame, okay? So that's kind of the way they see us, sorry. Uh, but for them, they're like, no, like, I'm, I want Jesus to come back. Any of you young people, do you want Jesus to come back? Okay. But, but many of yeah, that's exciting. All right. But a lot of them are like, but I would like a little bit of time. You know, I like, I'm, there's still stuff I want to do. So, so there's kind of that, uh, there's that tension. And here's the thing that, that we wrestle with, not only just young people, but I know for sure for them, uh, is, is we, we're excited about Jesus coming back, but we really do love a lot of the stuff that's on this earth. And that kind of remind, that kind of shows us that, uh, that if we had a glimpse of how good it's going to be when God comes back, uh, you know, we, we just we don't have a clue of how much better 
heaven is going to be compared to our best days on this earth. All right, compared to whatever you think gives you joy here on this earth, it's going to fail in comparison to, to what heaven is going to be like. And by the way, heaven is not what you love on this earth times 10. So if you think like heaven is going to be the best golf ever, or the, per- like, no. Like, this. So, that's so, like, you don't have a clue of how good Jesus is. It's all about Jesus, and it's not going to be an eternal church service. I know when I was younger, and even now, like, that doesn't, I mean, I'm on staff, but that does not excite me to think, like, heaven would be this forever. Can I get an amen? You're laughing. No, because you're like, we're ready to go now, okay? Like, let's go. Um, so it's not an eternal church service. And the, the thing is, because we still, we're not perfect. Like, but if you're in the presence of Jesus, it's going to be awesome. If you've had a handful of moments when you've been in the presence of Jesus, you know that, like, it's, it's seriously, like, uh, and I'm not talking about weird, but I'm saying, like, well, you know, like, man, God was there. And when God is there, like, it just clarifies, like, this is what life's all about. And this other stuff that I thought was important isn't that big a deal. Like, this is what life's all about. So, so when you think about Jesus coming back, second coming, there's like some are scared, some are excited because you're ready for like Jesus to come back and make all things new. This world reminds you that, that it's broken. And there's definitely times you're like, Jesus come back. Could you come back? You know, like we have that a lot of times, you know, like when people, when stuff will go crazy in the world, it's like, Jesus come quickly. Like I'm ready for Jesus to come back and make all things new. Um, and you say that if you're, if Jesus comes back as your savior, not as your judge. Uh, and then also we struggle with it, though, with it longing to, because we, we still love this world, uh, and that's our struggle. Where we're kind of like, yeah, I'm ready for Jesus to come back, but not too soon, because i still got a lot of stuff I want to do on this earth. All right, so we're going to look at, biblically, um, a little bit about, uh, about second coming of Jesus. So Second Peter, all right, so Second Peter 3. Second Peter 3, verse 3, and, uh, and like I say, just know that this is, this is um, not, we're not going to get into a prophecy conference or um, some kind of cool movies that can be really scary. Uh, but we're going to talk about like the biggest theme whenever the Bible talks about end times. Because this is going to end, because this is going to fade away, how then should you live your life today? Okay? All right. Second Peter 3, verse 3. 2 Peter 3, verse 3. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, does that, is that right there? Is that, is that awesome? Are we feeling like a prophecy conference right now? In the last days. Can I get an amen from my Pentecostal brothers? No? Okay. Um, all right. So in the last days. Okay. Do you understand that we are in the last days? All right. Okay. And here, here's, here's why. This isn't, has nothing to do with who's president or, or who our allies or our enemies are, or any of that stuff, okay, that we can go crazy with, okay? None of that matters, all right? We're in the last days because the Bible talks about being in the last days once the Messiah, Jesus, has come and death, burial, resurrection. Now we're in the, the last days. We're in the final days, all right? Um, so that's what New Testament teaches, and that's what, so we can continue to speak. And let me just go ahead and scare some of you, all right? I'm not going to give you a date, but get ready. We are closer to the end of the world now than ever before in the history of mankind. Check that out. And now we are closer than when I said that statement. We're getting closer, right? 
But I will say, I'm making a joke of it, and that's why we go, yeah, but it's not happening. So that's even bad. He's not a joke at it because, you know, so there's a balance of not like, uh, yeah, of, of even getting a clue of that, of that it's not, uh, we're talking about that it's coming, all right? It is coming, but don't worry about dates and weird stuff. All right, so you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing. I just have to stop here because I work with students, so I've got to stop when I think the Bible says good stuff. And I've got to point it out. Scoffers are going to what? Haters are going to? Right, that's what scoffers do. Scoffers are going to scoff. So scoffers will come scoffing, because that's what scoffers do. All right? And they're going to follow their own evil desires. These were false teachers. What these false teachers were teaching at the time, they were saying that Jesus, they, they were even claiming to be followers of Christ, but Jesus is not coming back. The second coming is not happening so therefore, we can live life however we want, all right? I mean, you could see, maybe not, maybe you're more spiritual than me, but do you see how that could draw a following? Like, I follow Jesus, but he's not coming back, so there's no judgment, so live how you want, all right? I could see where that would be a, a draw, all right? So, so that was what Peter was kind of dealing with here, is these, these false teachers were coming saying there's not going to be a, a second coming. Like, he, Jesus is not coming back. There's not going to be any kind of judgment, so just live your life how you want. Just be a, a um, you know, and it's debatable, and probably a lot, they weren't saved, but even how that was affecting some of those who were legitimate followers of Christ. Um, verse 4, they will say, where is this coming he promised? All right, so, they, they, and, and, so they're wondering, is Jesus really coming back? Where is this promise, that, that, where is this, this coming that he promised, right? And this was, this was about 30 years after Jesus had left the earth. And they were already beginning to go, I don't think he's coming back. You know, like he said he was coming back. We've been ready, and now he's coming, not coming back. We don't think he's coming back. It's been 30 years. He's not coming back. So they were, ever beginning to, they were already beginning to wonder, like, when's it going to happen? All right, we don't think it's going to happen. All right, and so I'll be honest. Like, I know Jesus is coming back, for sure, second coming, because it talks about it. But I will say, too, I also would fall in that at times, like, I wonder when it's going to happen. Because it's been a while now, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's been a while, so, so not real sure. So I could see where that, especially 30 years later. Ever since, in verse 4, ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. All right, so they're saying, you know, Jesus left. Now people are, have even died. He hasn't come back. I think this world is just going to continue, and nothing's going to happen. God's not going to intervene uh, because it's going to keep going just like from the beginning. All right, but then Peter says, but they deliberately forgot. So they, they totally left out that God has intervened. God is, is sovereign. He's intervening in history throughout. So he just calls out a couple of things. They deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed um, and the earth was formed out of water by water. So saying God, from the beginning, created the earth. He spoke it into existence. And by these waters, also the world uh, of that time was deluged and destroyed. So he created the world. And then at one point, because people were just doing whatever they wanted, he also poured out judgment and destroyed the world with a flood. And by that same, by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire. Verse 7, okay? So now we're starting to get into that good, old, 
you know, end times verses that were like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Let's make a movie. Let's write it. Let's make a chart. This is exciting. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction uh, of ungodly men. All right, so he's saying, uh, what Peter's reminding them is, is that God is faithful. He created the world. He's judged it, and he said he's coming back. He's, he's faithful to his promises. Well, if God says it, it's going to happen. So he said he's coming back, so he is going to come back. The second coming is going to happen, and he also is reminding the readers that he is going to come back, and there will be judgment. Um, so we need to be ready. Uh, we'll talk about the, what that means. It's more than just you know, cleaning up your life. It's knowing where you stand with Jesus. Um, that determines on where you stand on the judgment. All right, verse 8. Um, and this is, these two verses are awesome and confusing. But do not, uh, but do not forget that. So, so saying he is coming, but verse 8 and 9. Uh, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years uh, are like a day. That's awesome. And kind of confusing, all right? Um, all right, and then verse 9. The Lord, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I, I was, verse 8, stop first, and then we'll go to verse 9. All right, so basically, I don't have a great analogy on uh, this, but this is talking about God is eternal. He's not bound by our, by time, which we're very time-driven. We're used to that. Uh, and so, so we can't, we cannot uh, separate ourselves from time. But God is eternal, so he's not bound by time. I've heard some illustrations on this, but all of them greatly fail. Um, so I don't, I don't know, but if you ever tried to just, just grasp the idea of eternity, it's mind-blowing, right? Like, I, I don't, you know, like, that you, that literally, that you are going to exist for forever. Um, it's crazy, all right? So it's crazy talk. Um, maybe we can just hang out later and talk about this. I believe it, but I can't get my head around it. This is all I know, okay? I know living and dying. And so what this is, so people are beginning to go, man, it's been 30 years. I don't think Jesus is coming back. Um, and, and, and so what Peter's reminding is that God is not, he's not tied to time, all right? It's like uh, eternity is, uh, it's, it's just way different, okay? Like 30 minutes is like, I mean, 30, 30 years is nothing. Uh, and then for us, we're going, okay, 30 years may not be nothing, but 2,000, that's been a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a long time. And he's like, yeah, but that's like, that's like two days, but even that's putting a limit on time and God and that kind of stuff. So, so but here's the question is, okay, uh, so God's in terms of, but what is he waiting for? Why is he waiting? Those kind of things. Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. The Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Because especially there's sometimes when we, when we awful things happen, we're like, Jesus, come quickly. What are you waiting for? Verse 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Some would understand 2,000 years to be slow. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're like, that is taking a while, Jesus. This is slow. So that, in our understanding, it seems like a long time. Jesus, when are you coming back? He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So God is being patient. As, as God is being patient, that means others are having a chance to, to come to know him as Savior. And so God's patience is allowing salvations for, for others. Uh, and so that's, that's why in, in Peter, that's how Peter explains it. God is being patient so, because his desire is that everyone would come to repentance. Everyone is not going to come to repentance. It's not saying that God's going to wait and eventually everybody's going to be saved because it talks a lot about the judgment here. But God is waiting because as he waits, some of you are giving your life to Christ. And that's even as we talk today. Uh, there may be some of you who are like, man, I'm not real sure where I stand with Jesus. Well, Jesus is waiting 
for you to, to, to get that nailed down. He's not going to wait for forever. Either your, end, your life will end or he's going to come back. But one day, you're no longer going to be living. You're going to stand before him and you don't have second chances. All right, so, so he's being patient with us. He's being patient, desiring that others would come to know him. Verse 10. This is, this, this is in there multiple times. Jesus talks about this. Paul talks about this. Peter talks about this. So just don't waste your time getting too crazy about dates, all right? I just searched this. I remember what I was searching, but I just searched this like this week about end times in the Bible. And evidently the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the world was going to end in June. I don't know if anybody heard that one. It was going to end in June. Uh, many of you probably remember 88 reasons why the world won't end in 88. And obviously... I don't think it happened. Uh, and then there's like, you know, t- the 2000, you know, that's, that's scary stuff. Uh, you know, so, so there's, there's all throughout, you know, throughout history, the, the, the what is it, the, Ma- the Mayan or the Aztec calendar. Like, you know, you can just get crazy stars, all kind of things on when is it going to happen. And, and, and even Jesus gives you a few signs, but then he tells us, don't worry about it, all right, which, you know, so he tells us that, so Jesus, Paul, Peter, all say the same thing, so don't worry too much about getting distracted about the day, but the day of the Lord will come, all right, so, so once again, you have this clearly taught in the Bible, the day of the Lord, Jesus' second coming will come, and how's it going to come? Like a thief, okay, so that means you're not going to know, I don't, I, I, if you, I've never been robbed, um, uh, but if a if a person is going to rob you, they're going to try to do it when you're not expecting it. You know what I'm saying? This reminds me, real quickly, of the worst fight I ever saw. It was at kids' camp. So those are your kids. Your kids are fine at kids' camp. So don't worry about that. But at kids' camp, I, I went one time to kids' camp, like as a sponsor, um, and it just clarified. I love youth, and I love missions, and kids are okay. They need Jesus. This is not my passion. So I went to kids' camp, and this one kid, there was a there was, a fight, there was a fight early on in my cabin. Um, it was, it's fine. Your kids are fine, kids. So don't worry about that. But there's, there's two boys, and this one boy called another boy a girl. And, oh, it's on. You don't do that. You just called me a girl. And so this boy said to this other boy, I'm protecting their, you know, their personalities. I don't want them to, to uh, you know, hear this later. So, so, uh, so this one guy said, I'm going to put my shoe on and come over there and kick you. And he did that. And I was like, that's an awful way to fight. So if you're going to fight, you do not do that. You go surprise them. Like, what did you, and then just, you know, whatever. So, this is, so if you're going to be a thief, you're going to not just go, hey, I'm going to come to your house, and then I'm going to rob you. Not in Texas especially, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to, you know, it's, we don't want to bring up gun rights. We don't want to fight over stuff. But, but yeah, it's just not, it's smart. So if you're going to be a thief, you're going to come when nobody expects it. And that's what Jesus talks about. Nobody's going to expect it. Everybody's going to be saying, peace, peace, and Jesus is going to come. So, so, so Peter, Paul, Jesus all talk about this. So that's why I don't worry too much about trying to find the date. The, the day of the Lord will come. It's going to be like a thief in the night. All right. So we're going to read this, uh, the rest of 10, 10. The heavens will disappear with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. All right, so once again, this should be a great reminder to us of if this is really going to happen, then how should it impact the way we live our lives? You know, should we really try to store up tons of treasure on this earth when it's going to fade away? So the Bible, when it talks about end times, is not to try to weird you out. It's to try to make sure that you don't waste your life living for stuff that is not going to matter in eternity. You're created, and you will spend forever in eternity so live your life 
for what matters. So that you don't waste your life storing up a bunch of stuff that in the end, when Jesus comes back, it's all going to be destroyed. It's all going to burn up, except for the stuff that's eternal. Um, the heavens will disappear with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Verse 11. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, so it's like, since everything will be destroyed in this way, like, scare everybody. No, since everything will be destroyed in this way, make awesome movies. No, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you be? Since this is true, Jesus is coming back. Or even if you live long enough to where you don't see Jesus coming back, one day this world will be over. You're going to stand before a creator God and all of this stuff that you lived on this earth, like, it's going to fade away unless it's for eternity. So, so the deal is, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you be? All right? And that's the question, that really the biggest thing to t- take away, to think about uh, as we talk about end times, Jesus' coming, second coming. It is going to happen. So how should that impact you? Like, the hypothetical, if you knew you had one week to live, what would you do? So, so I'm not saying go quit your job tomorrow and let's start a compound together and let's be a cult. I'm not getting weird. But I am saying there should be a, a there should be, we should think more like that than, than what we do so oftentimes. And, and if we're honest, we're real practical. And so we, we, we've got to take care of these things and we've got to have everything squared away. We can't get too, too radical. So what happens is we, we live our lives and we invest our time and our energy and our passions and our money and, and our being on stuff that aren't bad things. Like most of you, you're not going to waste your life like, man, I liked church, but I also liked Satan. And so it was a struggle. You know, was I going to be a Satanist or a Christian? No, you're going to be a Christian who just wastes their life on not living for stuff that counted, not living for things that, that really, really mattered because you, we, we love this world and we just get really comfortable with it. I, I, this is, another, as I was doing some reading, this is, you know, there can be, there can be uh, a good and bad we long for Jesus' return and second coming when this world is awful. You know what I'm saying? Whether when it's like war breaks out and shootings happen, we're like, God, you know, come quickly. Just take us out of this junk, you know? Or honestly, people who are having really, really difficult times, they long for Jesus to come back because they really believe that Jesus coming back is better than this earth. A struggle that we have sometimes when you have a lot is you know Jesus is better but you also really love this earth. Believers in Kenya that I'm going to get to go see next week, they don't struggle with loving this earth as much as we do. They have a real joy for, for Jesus and how he is. But when you have a very, very simple home, you don't love it as much as you just have real, uh, as, as much as we do. We have tons of cool things and we've got, you know, just look at what waste your time. You know, we have all these things that, uh, that you know, we enjoy and all that stuff. I'm just saying, there is a, there is a wrestle with, with the more comfortable we are with this earth, the less that we are kind of kingdom focused at times. It doesn't mean you got to give up everything, become a monk. But I would say once again, as, as believers, as American believers who are hashtag blessed, we need to, you know, evaluate that times. Like, what does God want me, to do, want me to do with all of these things that I've been given? Um, and, and like I say, not avow poverty, but be careful because the more we love our stuff, as the Bible talks about, the more you love this world, it does, cha- it does choke out our passion for things of God. 
Um, since, uh, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you be? And then Peter goes on to answer, um, you know, you ought to, and, and the cool thing is, he, he answers with, once again, uh, this is how you live your life, all right? Because it's going to fade away, you ought to live holy, uh, holy and godly lives. And this is dealing with sin. This is really convicting me because I'm, I'm just like you, or maybe I'm not, maybe I'm worse than you, but I still have sin that I kind of like, eh, I mean, I'm, I look around, I'm doing better than other people. And like, if, if you really, really thought like, I'm going to stand before Jesus next week, you would probably not, you would probably try to live a holy life, all right? You would try to like, you know what? That is not worth messing around with because I don't want to let things get involved in, my, in, in between me and my creator, all right? And we're not talking salvation here. Your salvation is secure only by what Jesus said on the cross. But there is something also about saying, when you, if you love somebody, you want to disappoint them. If you love somebody, you want to honor them. If, you know, and, and I think that, that we play out, well, that's a hard thing for us at times when we just rebel. We're kind of living life the way we want. You have to live holy and godly lives. And this is a cool thing. So this is those of us that are looking forward to it, whether it's because you, this earth has constantly reminded you that it's broken, uh, or whether, you know, yeah, it says, uh, verse 12, as you look forward to the day of God, all right, as you look forward to Jesus' second coming, um, and speed it's coming, the day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements uh, will melt in the heat. But but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth and the home of the righteous. So there is definitely, for us as believers, um, not, not just a fear of Jesus coming back, but really we are looking forward to it. Like we cannot wait for Jesus to get back. And I, I honestly, there are still a lot of things, even good eternal things that I want to do on this earth. So I'm not like, you know, like, man, I, I, I'm necessarily hoping Jesus comes back in two days. Uh, because like even like Paul, like I desire to be out of here and with Jesus, but as long as I'm here, I want to make my life count. I want to live. I want to live on this earth for for good things. So so it's not bad to like, hey, I want to have a, a life that counts on this earth. But it's also a good thing for us to look forward to Jesus coming back because when He comes back, it's going to be way better than anything we ever thought was good on this earth. Uh, and like I say, for me, once again, a cool thing about heaven is. We won't have to deal with sin anymore. That will be put aside. We won't have to worry about breaking God's heart. There will be no injustice. There will be no, none of that kind of stuff. He's going to make all things new, which is super cool. And even when we talk about the new heaven, new earth, uh, yeah, not, not to get too crazy and weird, but it is a prophetic conference, so I can get a little bit, right? Um, like, even what is the new heaven, new earth going to look like? I mean, like, because God is an awesome creator, and, he, and even some of, like, his creation points to him. How awesome. I even thought about that, just like, because so so this new heaven and new earth like just the beauty and all the things that we love like some of you love the mountains some of you love the beaches all that kind of stuff you're not going to worship that but there's a good chance some of that will be a part of it like that like that it's still going to be awesome a beautiful awesome thing but we want to get it's down in prophetic conference here so we'll get back with her i will say this no matter what it's all about jesus like like the eternity and heaven is the focus is going to be jesus it's not on Nears, we try to even make it out, even a lot of the earth stuff. Like, oh, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be all this. I can fish forever and all that. It's like, no, it's going to be about Jesus. And I mean, it's about Jesus. It's going to be way better than the coolest beach or whatever. But in keeping with this promise, we are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth. And it'll be a home of righteousness. It'll be a home for the righteous. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, so once again, this is another thing that we need. Since you're looking forward to Jesus' return, you also don't become necessarily weird and draw away from the world and, and like 
it's drawing us back to because you're looking forward to this, you know that Jesus is coming back and, and the second coming is going to be better than anything has, that this earth has to offer. It brings you back to that. Okay, because you believe that, how should you live? It's not, um, okay, so now just only listen to songs and talk about heaven and only hang out with Christians. Oh, no, if this is really true, then should that, how should that even impact the way we desire to, to hang out and impact those who don't know this, who don't have this hope? So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Once again, just dealing with sin, uh, making sure that you're trying to live a holy life. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. So reminding us once again that Jesus is coming back, um, and, and, and as he waits, as we're sitting there going, God, why don't you come back? As he waits, he's being patient, longing for more to know, to know him. Uh, and so once again, that should impact us uh, on if that's what God's about, then what should we be about? That, that also not only us to deal with our lives personally and, and evaluating some of those things, what am I living for? But also one of those things that, that should impact us, the way that we see those who don't know him. Uh, you know, if we really believe there is a real hell and that everybody is going to die and stand before creator God, and the only way they're getting into heaven is because they have peace with Jesus, and that should impact like our desire to go and tell and our desire to go to places that they have not heard yet. Um, so all of this, this second coming in time should greatly uh, you know, impact the way we live our lives today.